Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. Do you want to elevate your game on the track in 12 weeks or less, guaranteed? Yeah, I said it. If I could help you get fitter, faster, stronger, and more confident on the track while having more joy, self-confidence, and love in your life outside the track in just 12 weeks, guaranteed, would you be interested? Well, click the link in the show notes to learn more. What's up, everybody? I am Chrissy Crash, and welcome to Seven Keys to Killer Communication on the Track. If you know anything about me and roller derby, I have said it over and over again. I was never the greatest roller derby skater. I didn't have fast feet. I mean, granted, I'm six feet tall, so I'm like a I'm a big human, and I've probably got that going on for me. But I was never a great skater. I was never like, this skater is so skilled. But the one thing that I did have was I had incredible pack communication. And oddly enough, where I learned my pack communication initially, when I grew up, I grew up playing soccer and I was a goalkeeper. And my coach told me that my job as a goalkeeper, aside from not letting the ball go in the goal, which I think is a pretty obvious goal, responsibility. My job was to continuously talk about what was happening on the field. She goes, I want you constantly cocking, constantly telling people where to go, constantly telling people where the ball is all the time throughout the entire game. And so as I grew up in sports, I learned that part of playing a sport was communication. And so when I came into roller derby, it was very natural for me to just talk to talk all the time, to talk about what's going on, to talk about where the jammer is, to talk about where people should go. And so I had over my lifetime built this communication in sport muscle. And now I'm not saying that you had to have played soccer since you were a small child to have this communication muscle. You can actually start building it now, okay? So I talk a lot about communication because I think that you can be an incredible skater without actually also being an incredible skater. Like there's a lot of different things that you can do on the track. Um, And so for me, you know, part of me being a very useful skater on the track had to do with the fact that I was a very chatty skater on the track. So these are my seven tips to enhance your communication if you are perhaps not someone who is a born communicator. These are ways that your entire team can get together and become the kind of team that wins games. So number one, endurance, 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 endurance. If you do not have great endurance, you know what you can't do on the track? Talk. Yeah, because if you're out of breath, you cannot use your voice. If you are low on oxygen, you're not thinking very well about the next step. 
So having a high level of fitness is not just about getting around the track faster. It's not just about being able to skate jam to jam. It's about being able to conduct yourself on the track in a calm and easy manner, even while performing high physical activity. So when you're doing your workouts, don't think about your workouts just from a standpoint of like, oh, I'm doing this to get faster on the track. No, you're doing really hard workouts so that you can be an effective communicator and not be out of breath. So that's number one. Number two is establishing clear signals as a team. You have to maintain a certain level of consistent terminology in your team, meaning between your team, you need to come up with names for plays. You need to come up with names for positions for different moves that you're gonna do. You wanna make sure that everybody's on the same page. For example, we used to have this thing where obviously if you wanna get a jammer off the track, you have one person standing in front, you have a person standing in front, and then you have the jammer is behind that person, and then there's the person standing next to the jammer that's gonna kind of envelop the jammer and push them off the track. Maybe with a third person helping the enveloping person, On Angel City, we used to call it a taco. I think a lot of people call it a taco. So what we would do is when the jammer got caught behind that person, the other person would line up and we would go, taco! And then we knew that we were all working together to move that person off the track. So because of that level of communication, we were were able to more quickly get the jammer off the track. So having clear terminology is very, very important. Similarly, having a set of, for example, things like hand signals. If you have a jammer coming around the track and you put, and the jammer puts up one finger, do you know what one finger means? Two fingers, three fingers, it could be a fist pump, whatever it is. Maybe one finger means do a quick hit of offense and get out. Two fingers means sending a couple of people and hit someone off the track and bring them back. And a fist bump could be to go in there, everyone, and just break that shit up, right? Without the jammer having to scream from across the track, hey, go in there and break that shit up. Or the team guessing what the jammer wants. Something as simple as a set of hand signals from the jammer allows the entire team to be on the same page. The third key is active listening. One of the key pieces of communication is not just that it gets out of someone's mouth, but that it's received by someone else. You have to pay attention to your teammates' instructions. So listening is such a key piece of this. And what that means is you can't be so caught up in the one little thing that you're doing on the track that you're not actually paying attention to everything else that's going on. A great example of this is if, you have, if you're an offense person and you're trying to do a hit of offense on the inside and your jammer's going, help me, help me, I'm caught on the outside, help me, I need you over here. And you're so focused on, I gotta push the inside line that you're not hearing them. So you have to make sure that you're building the muscle, not just of speaking, but of hearing as well. Fourth piece, concise and calm communication. Keep your communications short. Keep your keywords short. Keep your plays short. Keep everything very short. And as you communicate on the track, communicate clearly and calmly. This is something that I work on to this day. I'm just gonna be really real. You know, when I was playing with Angel City, like we would have this really calm communication sometimes, and then sometimes it would get out of hand. I just went to Columbia last week 
couple weeks ago to play in my first tournament. So for those of you guys who don't know, I now live in Costa Rica. I play for a team that's about eight hours away from me in San Jose. Shout out to my panties dinamites. And we went down and had our first tournament in Colombia. And the first game, you guys, real talk. First of all, I forgot that my entire team. So here's, you want to talk about some communication? We get on the track. I just default into telling everyone what to do. It's like, you know, obviously I go once a month for practice, which isn't a ton of time to, to get our, our shit together with me kind of getting into and being accustomed to the team. But we get on the track. It's just really intense game. And I just go right into communication mode. Well, I realize as we're playing this game, my whole team speaks Spanish and I'm talking to them in English. So how is my team going to understand anything that I'm saying? I just defaulted into English because the game was like so intense and I'm jamming and one of the blockers has come up to help me and I'm like almost out. And then she comes up and reforms the pack and I look at her and I go, what are you doing? Leave me alone. And she just looks at me, huh? And then continues playing, playing offense because she doesn't speak Spanish. I have to be like, okay, how can I effectively communicate with my team? Probably in the right language is probably a first way to do it. Secondly, I probably could have done it a little bit calmer. But I was so close to getting out. So by the second game, I am proud to say that I got all of my stuff switched over to Spanish. I re-remembered that I was playing for a team that speaks Spanish. And I figured out how to say, déjame. Dejame, leave me, just leave me. <laughs> but having clear communication, but also having calm communication. I was probably a little spicy, especially during that first game. So I was like all over the place, but it's really important that in order to maintain great relationships with our teammates, we have to actually be nice to them on the track, even when the stakes are high. And this is something that takes time. It takes time the same way it takes time in a relationship. You know what I mean? If you're having an argument or a disagreement with your significant other and you guys just start screaming at each other, usually that's not how conflicts get resolved. Similarly, on the track, if you could be having conversations, I mean, there were points, we would be at literally like champs for WFTVA. And I remember I was on the track with Soledad and I feel like sometimes she and I would just literally be having a conversation. We would just be like doing stuff and she would just be like, blah, 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 this. And I'm like, blah, blah, blah. Sometimes we would scream at each other. Sometimes we would just like have a legit conversation, but because our endurance was so good, but we could have calm conversations. Similarly, if you're playing the point person in the triangle, if you're the brace, you can be talking to your two teammates. You're good. She's stuck behind you. You're good. Little to the left, little to the right. Keep your hips together. You're doing great. That kind of communication is calm, which leads me to number five, which is positive reinforcement. You can encourage and support your teammates with positive reinforcement during your gameplay on the track, literally holding your two people. You're doing great. She's getting tired. You're doing awesome hips together. This is a really, really great way to have your team feel like they're doing really well. And at the same time, it also kind of ruins the other jammer's life. And you're like, you guys are doing great. She's not getting out. She's tired. You're doing awesome. Little to the left, little to the right. That jammer's like, damn it, this is the worst. So using positive reinforcement is very, very important. Number six is nonverbal communication. I talked a little bit about hand signals and things like that. You can also use things like eye contact. If I'm lining up on the line, I'm gonna look back at my jammer and I'm playing offense. I'm gonna look back at my jammer. I'm gonna look at where I want her to go and she's gonna nod her head. Something as simple as that 
is a very, very easy way versus, hey, jammer, you go to the outside and then I'm going to take the inside. Like I can literally communicate a play with my eyes. Hey, you go over there, I'm going to go over there and you go around. And they're like, yep, got it. But that only works if you have number seven. The most important one. Actually, they're all really important. I'm not going to say this is the most important one, but you got to have this one. Otherwise, none of them actually matter, which is regular practice and drills. You have to incorporate communication into your roller derby training sessions. Practicing scenarios that require effective communication to improve your coordination and teamwork on the track. You have to do this stuff with repetition, otherwise it doesn't work. And that starts from the very beginning of practice, when you're warming up. The communication needs to be warmed up as well. If you're in a pace line calling inside, outside, inside, outside. If you're talking about going from line to line, line one, line two. All of that stuff, the positive communication, the hand signals, the eye signals, all of it. It has to be beaten into you and repeated into you at practice over and over and over again if it's going to be something that you do. Especially if you're not really good at it, really consciously think about using your voice more at practice. So remember, effective communication is a continuous process. You need to regularly evaluate and refine your communication strategies to really level up your entire team's performance in roller derby. So this is something that you guys will be constantly working on for yourselves, for your teams. But at the end of the day, I've said it once, we'll say it again, endurance and communication win freaking games. So thank you guys so much for joining me. I hope that you got a ton out of this and I will catch you in the next episode. See ya.